There is a story that perhaps I've shared before. I do not remember. But it comes to me now, and it's something that I want to share with you. And hey, listen, this is really important. It's important to my heart, and I hope it is for yours also. So this is back in 2002. This is when I was first diagnosed with cancer. And I am in my doctor's office, and I can still see that it's about 5 p.m. It's a November evening, and it's pretty, well, it's dark outside. His last words to me as he had come away from his scope he said, oh, this is going to kill you. I didn't know at the time that this, if it's untreated, will kill you in time. All I heard was, this is going to kill you. But that's not the point of the story. I'll come to that in a few minutes. I left his office and I got in my car. And I remember feeling stunned. Sort of on everything went on hold. <laughs> Perhaps I shouldn't have even been driving, but I felt fine to drive. And I got home that evening and Finally, went to bed and tried to sleep, but couldn't. It was like laying on a bed of nails. And my mind, still fresh from the information that I'm going to die. And of course, what it does is I'm going to die right quick. Right? Part of this is because I didn't get a whole lot of information from the doctor, from the surgeon. So here's the point. Here's the point. Here's what I really want you to hear. This next segment. When I finally went to sleep about three o'clock in the morning, I woke up oh, the following morning, same morning, 11 o'clock, something like that. And there was an immediate difference in my sense ability. I was at peace. I knew that. I felt very quiet inside. And as I got up and went about my day, what I started to discover was that the things that might irritate me, give rise to some level of anger, small anger, fears, the fears that I might usually get into and out of during the day and sad moments weren't there. 
They just weren't there. I was at peace. And I sort of watched how I greeted people and how I was with people. And I realized, I think it probably took me a, a day to become aware, to put words, to realize that the only thing that was important to me was to love and be loved and to treat people with the utmost kindness and compassion because I was going to die, right? That's what my belief was at this moment. And in the knowledge of that, my ego surrendered large parts of its position, its hold on things. And I fell into an open heart. And that's how I was for the longest time just in this place of love, this peace, this equanimity. There was nothing more important than loving and being loved. And and then to end this story, it is, I'm having an operation where they're removing the tumor. Tumor is tumor. And somewhere the following week, I think it was the following Saturday morning, that I get a call from the surgeon after they'd done their biopsies and all this stuff. And it was a particular kind of um, tumor papillary tumors or whatever. Um, he said, and he said, after telling me what kind of tumors they were, he said, and there's a good chance these won't come back. Something like that. So I got the message that this is, the, the, this is not going to come back that I have a very high chance of it not coming back. That's what I got. Well, at that moment, my wife had been out to the grocery store. She came back and I think there was a bottle of maple syrup. I liked maple syrup in my tea. And she had forgotten it. And I watched how I just <laughs> got pissed off because you see, now I'm going to live. My death is not immediate. There's no thought of death. I'm going to live. And immediately my ego flipped back into its old positions. Wow. I haven't entirely lost that sense of peace and equanimity, it was a very powerful, profound lesson in life. And I am a willing student. So I did take a lot out of that. And 
things changed. But still I find myself not able to replicate that, even though the cancer has come back since then. And I had another operation and another removal of blah, blah, blah. And I, but it didn't have the same impact because it apparently each time it returns, we it, it's one of those where I get a very early warning sign, very early. And so I'm on the phone and there's a protocol that goes with it. And we thank God for Medicare in this country that I can get on a table real quick and um, get on the surgeon's calendar. And the biopsies come back and they're the same as back in 2002. But they don't have the same shock value to diminish my ego's hold on things. So the movement towards peace, but certainly, look, I have a completely different value system out of it, out of these experiences. And I share this with you because we are all actually going to die someday soon or later. I mean, life is a life-threatening disease, you know what I mean? Disease. So love now. Open your heart to the truth that lays within. Open your heart. What a waste of time to spend any time that you have left on this planet being other than as kind or compassionate and as loving as you can be to everybody and yourself.